yeah. you not? Yeah, did you? I don't know if you saw, but I had a mental breakdown on Twitter today about that. <laughs> like, no, I, I'm not on Twitter. Maybe it's ba- maybe right. it's I don't really do it. So. Maybe it's best, but like, essentially, I made a post that uh, I'm like, hey. Welcome to the party, pal. It's the first annual NLCVD Christmas party. Your host, Christopher Dennis DeGuardia, Pete Mummer, and I, Sean German, are putting on the finishing touches on the preparations. Dave Palace from Five Minutes of Mystery and Groundhog Minute is already here, so help yourself to a drink and relax. We're expecting quite a jolly group of guests tonight, so pace yourself. And after the party, remember to join us on Facebook at the Jelly of the Month Club and on Twitter at NLC Vacation Days. I just posted and say like, oh, you know, hey, I'm working on some new episodes, but uh, there's a lot of great podcasts out this week, and I and I, and I mentioned a few of them. I mentioned like Austin Powers Minute, Galaxy Quest Minute, oh, Austin Powers, um, yeah. and so like you know, and then I also make fun of um, I make fun of Batman, Batman, because I was like make fun of Batman. I was like beat up, beat him up, uh, and then essentially like <laughs> yeah. every podcast out of the woodwork shows up and like, hey, what about us? What about us? What about us? And it's like that what, and me boss bit from uh, from uh, Looney Tunes, and, uh, and I'm like losing my mind because yeah. I'm like because now I'm like screen capping me adding them on the podcast to let so they don't hurt me, and like. it's it became a royal rumble. It's essentially I went out to the ring and be like, there's a lot of great podcasts out there tonight, and then essentially just like the royal rumble just fills this. Just fills the stage, and it's just and now it's just a oh god, oh, we got a slugfest. Everyone's there. It just started wailing. George Hendricks for Mogwai Minute. Welcome to the party, pal. So when you when you talk about is something a Christmas movie or not? Part of it is overt mention of Christmas or does it happen around December or the end of the year or in winter? Um, but also, is it something that you can, that you can watch every year and, you know, how do you feel about it? And um, is it part of your traditions that you can kind of, you make it a Christmas yeah. movie? You know, it's, it's in the, it's in the viewer, not necessarily the movie itself. Yeah. Well, that's another thing is like, there's so sometimes like, there's a tone. Like I said, the Harry Potter movie, first one has that sort of tone. Mm-hmm. I could watch Die Hard every yeah. year and think this is a Christmas movie, but I don't ever go, now I'm going to watch the sequel, even though it also takes place at Christmas because it doesn't have that same mm-hmm. feel to it. Right. It's also, I've been thinking about this. Why, it's John Parker and Niall McGowan from Batman at 89. Plus, we do have, to be fair, like the the Father Ted Christmas special, which is always a always a joy to behold. When um, oh, that's a classic. Do you guys was was Father Ted yeah. really a thing in uh, in America? Did you guys really pick up on that? Or? No, I'm I'm aware of it. It's uh, you know I, I know the name. I've never actually I've never actually oh, seen any oh, of uh, it's, Father it's Ted. Terrific. I, I but, highly uh, recommend. Yeah. Yeah. I'm missing out. Yeah, but what's the, the Christmas one? Right. Definitely. Okay. I mean, my. Other than Father Ted, my other tradition that I watch is uh, my favorite show, my favorite comedy show has a Christmas one. It's I'm Alan Partridge. Well, it's actually, it's called Knowing Me, Knowing You with Alan Partridge, this particular version. But there's Knowing Me, Knowing Yule with Alan Partridge, which is his Christmas special. And it's, it's glorious disaster. It's beautiful. Everybody watch it. If you haven't watched any British Christmas things, watch that one. 
Yeah. I think the last time we were talking to... Oh, when we were on uh, Spinal Tap Minute with Sean, we brought up mm. Alan Partridge as well because it's it's it's, yeah. it's such a, a um, an obvious... You know, the, the legacy of Spinal Tap is that it inspired things like Alan Partridge. Mm. I think you and Heidi hadn't seen it at that point, which is just a thing you need to rectify because Alan Partridge is one of the great... Uh, British comedies. It's like it's literally it's up there with like Faulty Towers and Monty Python and stuff in terms of how. Yeah, I was, I was surprised. I have since yeah, I have since gone and, and looked up some uh, some Alan Partridge, hey. and uh, it's one of those things like how did, how did I not know about this uh, sooner? It was, it was great, but uh, yeah, I'll have to look up the. Uh, <laughs> so was it knowing knowing me knowing yeah. you all? Yeah, because it's his previous show, knowing right. me knowing you. Which mm. is like a fake chat right. show, and this is this is a fake Christmas special where he, yeah. he wants to just put on the best Christmas party he can, and it all goes wrong. Basically. I think it'd be because the, pres- the presentation <laughs> of it's a bit odd, and I think knowing me, knowing you came. Did it come first? Yeah, or, yeah. Because that that's just presented as a talk show. Like the, the main show that he's associated with now is called I'm Alan Partridge, and that's like a kind of thing like The Office, where yeah, it's like yeah. following him around. But it's not supposed to be doing a documentary. It's just that we're following this man's day-to-day life. But Knowing Me, Knowing You was like, this was the episode of the talk show. And you didn't see behind the scenes. You all only saw the, what was on the show. And you see it fall apart constantly. And Knowing Me, Knowing You, again, is the same thing. Where it's like, you don't see what the stress of behind the scenes. But you see him falling apart. But all the all the all the other stuff that's in that's absolutely that's in yeah that's that's great stuff. Um, so yeah, so I mean, Die Hard is a is another Christmas movie. Um, like this is a Christmas movie. They just beat us too. First Christmas movie, right? Yeah, yeah. They but you know they didn't wait to Christmas. Uh, oh no, Gremlins! I guess Gremlins. Oh yeah, Ooh, uh, Gremlins. Gremlins. Gremlins, that's right. Yeah, yeah another awesome. another Christmas movie. That's uh, that's George, right? George yeah, Hendricks, G- George and Neil. George and Neil, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And there there are another couple of folks that uh, weren't like previous friends or, or associates before podcasting. I think I believe they said they they, they actually they met uh, like online on yeah. a bulletin board talking about Gremlins, um, and then <laughs> and then decided to do the oh, podcast together, but like hadn't met in person. Um, before they started doing it, which is uh, that's beautiful. Always a risky proposition. Been, yeah, <laughs> well, cause Neil, Neil in Hong Kong. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. They that's... they did this every every other recording that it would either be nine a.m. to him or nine p.m. <laughs> wow, because he and George are twelve hours apart. Whoa! So it was either you know nine a.m. America or nine p.m. America, and it would be the opposite for him. Yeah. So I record him with like around this time. <laughs> And he's like, you know, Neil saying bye to his girlfriend, who's going to work and everything. You know, gonna have some cold for you now. You know, yeah. and talking about talking about movies. Yeah, yeah. So any yeah. any other? Sorry, I keep <laughs> any other podcast. So yeah, sh- shout out to uh, to those guys at Gremlin Minute and uh, talking about about Christmas movies. So speaking of Christmas movies, Dave, like any other like other Christmas movies that stand out in your mind, or um, you know, when you think of Christmas. When I think okay, of Christmas, it's it's definitely Christmas Story on repeat on TBS. I think yeah. it's TBS or TNT. Mm-hmm. 24 hours of Christmas. <laughs> Molly Balin from Captain Minute Cast. Ah, it's been too long. Come on in. 
yeah, the, the 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 holiday spirit manifests, you know, come comes to everyone in its own way. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll put it that way. I love it. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. What made you choose this particular movie? Yeah, so this is this is a family tradition among mm-hmm. my in-laws. Uh, so yeah, there were there, there are three movies that are really in the rotation uh, from for my wife's family. It's uh, Scrooged, the, mm-hmm. the Bill Murray movie, the Muppet Christmas Carol with with Michael Caine, oh. and then this uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and and this is number one. So. Hey everyone, look who's here. It's Tabitha and Jonathan Carlyle from The Princess Bride Minute. (laughs) Nightmare Before Christmas, I think, is a valid Christmas movie. Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah, that works. Oh, yes. I've seen that once. We, uh, I went, uh, interesting with this movie, with the Christmas Vacation, Um, you know, there's little snippets of uh, It's a Wonderful Life in there. I think it was movies like this were actually my first exposure to that movie. So as an adult, um, I decided to actually watch some of those old movies. So It's a Wonderful Life, like Miracle on 34th Street. Um, and I like those movies. Um, it was, yeah. it was kinda, I, I guess when I was a kid, I just thought they would be boring. Um, maybe I would have thought they were boring when I was a kid, but I don't know. But I, I like them now. Yeah. I feel like a lot of times like the more year, traditional but... Christmas movies tend to get a little too sentimental or too overly cloying for my tastes. Mm-hmm. And so I yeah. tend to gravitate towards the more fringy christmas oriented fair i love christmas but just the typical like i'll be home for christmas and santa and reindeer and that sort of thing just i don't we i don't, don't find it entertaining yeah we don't get into like hallmark movies you know we're not watching like every christmas dog <laughs> thing that pops on or anything we don't watch santa's that. golden just... retriever right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so santa buddies yeah no santa buddies no santa buddies <laughs> movies what are you watching every year i mean this is this is one of those for me i think every christmas for the last 20 years i've watched national lampoon's christmas vacation this is a family tradition with with my wife's family my my in-laws um so you know so so tabitha and jonathan what are your go-to movies what do you watch every year um we we watch white christmas every year and that's something i watched all the time growing up and um, and so now we watch it um, whenever we put up our Christmas tree. We always have White Christmas going on the TV. And nice. um, so our kids love it because they've grown up with it. And so we, we watch that. Um, Elf, we just watched that this last weekend, kind of kick off our Christmas yeah. season. That's kind of like the new classic. And it makes yeah, me laugh every one. time. Yeah. yeah, A Christmas Story is a classic that we... we at least my family, we it was a annual tradition, and then we kind of fell away from it for a while, and then I think we're we're kind of getting back into that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, my my daughter was a new Elf convert. She didn't yeah. see Elf at any any time. We ask her what she wants to watch. Now it's just Elf all the time. Yeah, she you know, she's four, so she <laughs> she goes for it. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's her, that's her that's new, good stuff. Her new favorite this year is definitely Elf. But I love that you said um, yeah. uh, White Christmas. 
interesting. I've, never, I've only ever seen that one once, and it was said. I was told you should watch this. We're going to watch this. Sit down, watch this, as 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 a Christmas thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, calm down. And so I did. <laughs> and it was it was it was fine, but it wasn't like it definitely wasn't a staple for me. <laughs> yeah, there was. Are there uh, are there staples, George? Do you have stuff that oh, you, I, oh, you watch yeah. every well, year? My my number one near and dear is my personal tradition of Die Hard and an Old Fashioned on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, had been doing that for quite a while now. Uh, Gremlins obviously is uh, is a regular uh, Christmas story. Um, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's probably like the ones I really gravitate towards. Uh, we just talk about Harry Potter. It has sort of like a Christmas vibe to it, so that's sort of like a good background movie for things, but not necessarily like one that is watched all the way. It's just atmosphere. Mm-hmm. The, but the first Harry Potter, the rest don't seem to have that same vibe. But that first one has a sort of like Christmassy magical feel to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How how strict are you guys with what you consider Christmas movies? Um, I know we've we've had some talks about this. Uh, you know, what what's a like, Die Hard a Christmas uh, movie is? Grandma's a Christmas movie, stuff like that. Like. Yeah, in my in my household, my personal household, definitely, definitely, and I've and I've converted other people to it over the years. So definitely, like you got to watch this. It's a Christmas movie. It's it's not. It's like to watch, and it's like yeah, it's kind of a feel good movie, even though it is explosions <laughs> and people getting shot. <laughs> but you feel good about the people yeah. getting shot, and you feel good yeah, about the explosions. bad guys. You know, <laughs> everything works out in the end. Yeah. I guess in our house, it's just I don't know. As long as. It's more more family oriented. This could yeah. be, you know, we had kids. In terms of movies that I've seen over and over again, this is this is up there. This is probably in the top five. I mean, this is up there with Goodfellas and Star Wars and and other movies like that that I've seen over and over again because. Um, well, I've, I've been married 15 years, and then uh, my wife and I were, were dating for a number of years before that. And um, since it was easy to divide up the holidays, since uh, my family's primarily Jewish, it was easy to say, okay, well, we're, we're going to spend Christmas with your family because it's your family that's you know celebrating it. Mm-hmm. So even for a number of years before we were married, I'd, I'd spend Christmas with, with uh, my future in-laws then and watch this movie. So... For the last 20 years or so, I've watched this at least once a year um, <laughs> on Christmas, either Christmas Eve or Christmas night. And then, um, you know, if I've caught it, if it's come on TV, uh, you know, on occasion otherwise, other than that. Um, and I, I had seen it before then, even before we got together, I was aware of, um, you know, the vacation series. So... And maybe into like the 30s or the 40s in terms of the number of times I've seen this movie, which for, um, you know, for it's 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 on one level, it's a pretty silly movie. It's pretty light. um, But in another way, it's uh, you know, it's it's held up. I mean, even even before we um, I know I, I found out about. Uh, the, the, the inklings of this podcast and this kind of analysis, uh, you know, I, it's something I haven't tired of. I'm still mm-hmm. able to watch it. And it's not just, um, and we actually do it, you know, a lot of times during the year, uh, especially with, uh, with laptop computers and phones and all the other distractions, smartphones and stuff. 
a lot of times, even when you're watching, or even when I'm watching a movie, I, I shouldn't generalize to other people, but like mm-hmm. if I'm watching a movie at home, I may have my phone open, even if it's, even if I'm looking up the, the movie that I'm watching on IMDb and I'm looking at, oh, what other stuff has that actor done and, and that kind of stuff, or, um, or I'm doing other stuff or I'm reading a newspaper or whatever, I'm, I'm not always paying attention, but when we when we do that the christmas viewing or the christmas eve viewing you know it's it's one of those times it's the family we're all together we're all sitting down on the couch and we're just watching the movie we're putting the devices away and and all the other stuff so in terms of not only have i seen this many times but in terms of like attention that i've given to it um in terms of just i've i'm just sitting i'm just watching the movie i'm just in the moment it's really up there Hmm. And it's it and it has it doesn't it doesn't get old. There's always new things to discover. And, you know, with with this podcast and going over it, I found stuff. It's Julia and Rick Ingham from Mad Max Minute. Now it's a party. Oh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Yes. Oh, good the answer. The best version Absolutely. of A Christmas Carol. Yes, it is the best version. You are correct. I'm a big Muppets fan. Yeah. <laughs> As we're picking up, yeah. 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 Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's a big one in, in my family as well. The uh, Yeah, the Muppet Christmas Carol. Now, now, Julia, what are your thoughts on the Muppet Family Christmas? When they go visit uh, uh, Ozzy, <laughs> Fozzie's uh, mother. Are you familiar with that one? I I am no. not. I have never oh, seen this. Oh, it's like this. an old TV special, and it, it's so oh. old that like the Sesame Street gang comes to to join them, and Elmo's there, but he doesn't even have a voice. He's like you know thirteenth in line. Thank he doesn't. Goodness. He's just like Red Monster number three. <laughs> it's it's that old, you know. Wow. And it's what's it's it called a again? Family Christmas. It's got the Fraggles in it. It's got all the Muppets. <gasps> Fraggles. Oh, I love the Fraggles. It has a um, a callback to. I'm. Yeah, go for it. I'm hoping this is on uh, YouTube. Oh, I, I assume it is. It. It's got to be. One made-for-TV special that I remember watching a lot because we recorded it onto a VHS tape because that's what you did in the '90s. Yeah. Uh, back when piracy was pure. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we got a clean VHS recording of. A Mickey Mouse Christmas, which actually had Scrooge McDuck as the Scrooge character. Wow. And it was just perfect because he runs around being called Scrooge, and then they just put him in the Scrooge role, and it was great. Hmm. The uh, Typecasting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that goes to Christmas Future portion was amazing. I'll tell you that much. The music was not as good as the Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah, the Muppets. When you talk about songs in a Christmas Carol, you cannot get any better than a Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. 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 Like wherever you find love, it feels like Christmas. Um, One more sleep till Christmas. Animals drum solo during the (laughs) Fozzie Wig party. I mean, every single part of that instant classic. Yeah, the 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 one more sleep, and that's like that's one of the like a mo- the movie quotes that have made its way into uh, our family's vernacular is, is counting down the sleep still Christmas from from mm-hmm. that song. I guess like, I yeah, I haven't seen either the 
uh, a Muppet Family Christmas, and I haven't seen the Mickey Mouse Christmas either. See, I saw the Mickey Mouse Christmas a lot more than the Muppet one. The, the yeah. Muppet Christmas Carol. Like, that came out... When did that come out? Like, 90s? Early 90s, I'm thinking. Yeah. A Muppet Christmas Carol came out in 1992. Ah. There you go. 92. Yep. But speaking of other Christmas movies... White Christmas, even though technically <gasps> it doesn't oh. take place during the Christmas season Love all throughout, is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one of my absolute favorites. Yes. And it's famously name-dropped in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on Christmas Eve. Yes. Yeah. With uh, with Bing Crosby and... And Danny f***ing K. <laughs> <laughs> it's a standard classic it's become a classic for us um i have another movie that i would consider my my top uh christmas movie that we historically watch every year which is bad santa because we're those people (laughs) Um. (laughs) nice i like i like these people yeah Uh, I, I think that's pretty indicative of our personalities, but this is the this is the second on the list, um, mm-hmm. and I think that there's a deeper tone to this particular movie that I've always appreciated. If I want to get, you know, meta and dark with it, which is the pressure that we put on ourselves to make an awesome holiday, and uh, it just right. goes really malignant in Clark. Dun, 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 dun. Kind of like an X Files, like if he was taken <laughs> over by a dark Christmas spirit, not like a fun party, uh, Scrooged kind of spirit, um, but uh, you know, like the the heart and soul of uh, the holidays in America, where people just stress themselves out and trying to make just the most amazing thing possible. You know, it's got to be the most amazing Christmas. It's got to be the most amazing trip to uh, Wally World or Disney World or wherever, whatever it happens to be. Well, I like Jingle All the Way. Nobody else seems to like that. <laughs> I just love Arnie. I'm an Arnie guy. <laughs> that's perfectly bad. That, that's one I feel, though, is like the, a lot of the success of that is based on that mid 90s well be late 90s i guess by the time it was on tv mm. but that business of if you didn't have like satellite or cable tv and you just had to whatever christmas film was put on that's what you had to watch i think a lot of the success of jingle all the way is based on like hey i saw this like 17 <laughs> times a week when i was a kid because <laughs> it was on all the time because it had well, it had jingle all the way in the title it was clearly a christmas movie so well, plus you have arnold saying put the cookie down which is one of the best lines. And also, get your hands off my wife's cookies. <laughs> a pretty Classic. odd moment of, uh, what's his name? Phil, Phil Hartman, the tragic, you know, tragically late Phil Hartman. Oh. And uh, oh. we get to see him playing yeah. like an absolute asshole. It's like, oh, man, I love Phil Hartman so much. I don't want to hate him. But his character is despicable in that movie. So. <laughs> of course, uh, young, young Anakin Skywalker there with uh, Jake Lloyd's only other claim to fame beyond (laughs) Phantom Menace. And it's kind of weird, I guess, like, yeah, I guess Jingle All the Way is the better film out of the two of them. (laughs) I don't know. I hadn't thought about it like that. I'm a prequel fan as such, but I don't know if I'd go that far, Niall. I would happily... One way you could improve the Phantom Menace about a million percent is just 
putting Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. Like if he if he was Gui Gon Jin, people would still complain. But at least it'll be like, hey, oh, at least Arnie's Gui Gon Jin. Yeah. I mean, come on. Oh my god. If if Arnold yeah. isn't in the in a, at least one of these new ones, I'm gonna write a strongly worded letter to Disney. How long do you wait though? Because they'll, they'll be making these for like at least the next oh. eighty years. So you'll be on your deathbed going like, right. Yeah. The entire time, I know Arnie's been dead about 50 years already himself, <laughs> but you haven't even Grand Moff Tarkin them into a movie when clearly you should have. It's like, it's, you know, his image is, just, right. is out there in well, the yeah, public he's... domain. Just put Arnie in everything. <laughs> <laughs> just put him in. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not going to be acting no, forever. No, get on so. it now. Strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. Make my Most Christmas, people... Disney. Well, now, now, is he a, is, is he a Jedi or is he mm. a Sith? How do you, where where do you see Arnie fitting into uh, the Star Wars well, universe? The thing is, I, I would say bounty the ironic thing of Arnie is that he's the action hero, but his his greatest part was when he was a villain, when he yeah. was the Terminator. That's Arnie at his peak. That's him peak mm. performance. So I oh, guess absolutely. he would be a better yeah. Sith. But now people can't really accept him as the bad guy anymore. They haven't been able to since since the mid '80s. Like he's been too strongly coded as a heroic character so hey people thought that about robin williams they needed one hour photo you know <laughs> everyone loved him <laughs> like, get chris <laughs> nolan on the phone like you need to cast yeah. arnie and uh <laughs> Although, me and john are both like we've talked about this many times like we've basically hijacked this and brought it back to our usual topics of conversation <laughs> which is star wars and arnold schwarzenegger yes. we will <laughs> we will <laughs> we'll get on to the Simpsons eventually <laughs> It's definitely Christmas story is one thing, and um, I think it's usually around Christmas Eve or and, and whenever my folks and I get together. Because we how we do Christmas is not how the, the Griswolds do Christmas. It's like me and my family. It would be like my mom, my dad, and then when when with grandma was with us, we'd have grandma come. Uh, we bring grandma over, and then and then like in the evening, we would meet with a few of my cousins who are like a town or two over, and grandpa. And so it'd be like, by the end of the night, it's like only like six or seven of us. And then somewhere between Christmas and New Year's, the other side of the family who are like out there in Pennsylvania. And there's like eight cousins. I have like eight cousins out there and stuff. And they're all married with their own kids. Sometime around then uh, between Christmas and New Year's, we would have the big get together and then do the big gift exchange. So usually Christmas Eve and uh, even Thanksgiving, it's like quiet. And then maybe like. In the evening, like grandpa and Aunt Mary and or and cousin John, they come over for like pie. So it's quiet. Um, and I, the other, I think, pretty much movie I love watching around Christmas is the George C. Scott, um, uh, Charles Dickens. Yeah, episode. Christmas Carol. Yeah. I like the George C. Scott. That's that's a good one. I know my mother. Her favorite is the Alastair Sim Sims uh, Christmas Carol, but the the George C. Scott one one is good. Yeah, that that's it's a it's a good. You know, it's 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 appropriate for the time of year, and that's it's a good production. I know uh, for for my in laws, my wife's family, they do um, they like the Muppet Christmas Carol. They go a little newer for for their version. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I think I didn't watch Muppet Christmas Carol until I was almost in high school because like I guess I just never like really got into the Muppets too much like outside of like Muppet mm-hmm. Babies. Yeah. Like, and I just remember, like, then my, like, everyone, like, when I was getting older, everyone's like, oh man, Muppets Christmas Carol is the best. And so I watch it, I'm like, this is good. But I'm all like, no, you gotta watch Josie Scott. That's serious. That takes it uh, seriously and it's not making a joke about it. I don't know. I, I got all uppity about, like, how I want to. 
think for us, Christmas is different every time. Mm -hmm. We travel down to Virginia quite often, which is where we are right now in Virginia, visiting my Mm -hmm. sister, which is lovely because we are in Williamsburg, Virginia, and we get to spend Christmas... The di- we get to spend the days leading up to Christmas in Colonial Williamsburg, and it's fantastic. Yeah. It's so beautiful. There's a lot of cool stuff around, and we went down there the first time a couple of years ago, and I like to joke that we only go down to Virginia on a year where a new Star Wars is coming out. Like, core <laughs> chapter Star Wars, none of the side story stuff. No, no, no anthologies? No, okay. Yeah, because you got to be careful. At one time, that would have been great. Oh, yeah, we'll see you when the next Star Wars movie comes out. Wink, wink. We'll never see them again. <laughs> right. All of a sudden, like, Disney comes in and buys Lucasfilms and CGI. And, and like, now we're driving what? down every other year. <laughs> yeah. But, no, it's a lot of fun because it's out of the ordinary. And in the off years that we don't go down there, they come up here. And so we get to see a lot more of Julia's family who is a bit more spread out. They're a Navy family, so they mm-hmm. drift around at oh, the wow. whim of the U.S. Navy. <laughs> <laughs> what is the old motto? Wherever the winds may take you or something like that? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, I think we're a well, third-generation Navy family. If not more, honestly, I, I don't know if it goes further back than that. <laughs> yeah, Julia went and bucked the trend of not marrying a sailor. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So, so both your families mm-hmm. celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, how did how do you decide? Did you switch off, or oh. you know, who, who which which set of in laws are you going to see this well. year? How's that? Is it coin flip? Are you alternate? Or is it just easier because Julia's family is more spread out? So, well, does that answer the question? Unique in law arrangement that we have. Our in laws, both of our sets of parents. Are friends with each other independent of our relationship mm-hmm. which is very no. weird <laughs> yeah it happened after we got married so it's not like they were friends before and right whatnot okay they weren't like arranging things in the background right. no. so <laughs> they really wanted to hang out more right. so my parents have always yeah. been real big on christmas eve and julia's family has always been real big on mm-hmm. christmas morning so we've sort of got a built-in non-overlap scenario but now that my parents and julia's parents are such good friends they'll just invite julia's parents over christmas eve (laughs) yeah they don't always take them up you know but you know sometimes it's just so i feel like i should be able to do that but i don't know this movie enough because it was never in our we never owned it growing up. It was never in my staple of things that I watched. And so I'm like, I don't, I don't know it. I need, I feel like I need to be able to quote it as easy as I do Elf or Tommy Boy or something. I just don't know it. So. I feel like it's pretty memorable. I like it just, well, but like I said, I've watched it a long time ago and then it didn't, I didn't watch it for a long time. And now it's like more creeping back into my, my playlist of things. But yeah. Like like Eddie is the best. He's like he's got the best lines. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just and and as someone who grew up a good chunk of his spend of time in the South, um, it's not that far off. Yeah. <laughs> the the stereotype that he is portraying is is not a stereotype. It's kind of the you know rule of thumb. You don't just in a have to grow places. up in the South. <laughs> to see 
<laughs> Throw that to be stereotype. <laughs> yeah, no. There, there are right. eddies everywhere. Yeah. Fall down a well, eyes go cross, kick by a mule, eyes go back. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, my uncle was actually like kicked in the head by a horse when he was growing up. Like one of his. Did his eyes go back? Well, he grows his hair like really long. Like it parts way over to the side. And if the wind blows, it like blows it straight up, up and it goes way over and it's crazy. Yeah. So it's real. <laughs> it's real. She never, never fell down the well to put him back. <laughs> I think you got to fall down the well first. Right. In order to get him crossed. And then kicking is how you fix that. But if you didn't, yeah. you just get kicked in the head. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, yeah. There's a okay. process here, Chris. There's a process. Right. Any, any religion that gets that going, you know, sign me yeah. up. Sure. <laughs> so in terms of... So did you get presents as well, like just to sort of join in with people? Or, or was it like a separate day you did things like that? Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, well, Hanukkah presents, which if, if you're not familiar with, with Judaism, there's a, a holiday Hanukkah, which by the calendar happens around December. It's near Christmas. It's not, you know, it's not a, a, as big a holiday as, as Christmas is to Christians, and it's not traditionally a gift-giving opportunity, but just by accident of of history, it happens to happen around December, and it's uh, it's evolved. At least in in America, it's evolved into a gift-giving opportunity, just so uh, just so Jewish kids don't feel left yeah. out. So uh, yeah, I so was thinking that because that'd be gifts, a bit cruel nice. to them, wouldn't it? Like all your friends yeah. have presents, but you're not getting any. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not getting. <laughs> Another, another way that this movie is different from your traditional or some of the more traditional Christmas fair in that it's, you know, so it, it, yeah, it doesn't have that arc of Clark in terms of um, his re- redemption or faith or whatever. It's more about in terms of who grows and who changes. It's about the family around him. Because mm. like you said, he's all in. He's full of the Christmas spirit from minute one. He doesn't need any more of that. He doesn't need, you know, there's no revelation to him on the importance of the season. If anything, he needs to back off. But it's then the people around him have to adjust to, all right, how are we going to live with this guy mm-hmm. and deal with his spirit? And they all have. <laughs> I mean, other than Audrey and Rusty, who freeze to death, or, you know, who are killed off on the first day. But the, the characters who survive, they have an arc throughout mm-hmm. the, the course of the movie. Right. Um, yeah, because that's another thing, like, particularly in the Christmas Carol. Like, so, yeah, Ebenezer grows and changes and learns. But then the, all, all the other characters around him are very flat. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, he's surrounded by Clark Griswold. Mm-hmm. Everyone's already full of Christmas spirit in the beginning, and they're celebrating Christmas at the end. They haven't really done anything. It's all about the one character, the Ebenezer. Whereas, yeah, this movie, it's about all the other characters around the one guy. Yeah, I hadn't thought of yeah. it that way. That's really brilliant. There you go. Yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> that's good stuff right there. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you get you, you know you get two good minds 
meeting and <laughs> synapses start firing and the ideas start coming. So there you go. Pew, pew. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we've talked like Arnie is now actually acting in things. Like he's in that film Maggie, mm. where he's giving a proper like he's really invested in like giving a properly good performance. So it's like um, maybe he could turn around and be like, you know, they can announce him of like, hey, Supreme Leader yeah. Snoke was Arnie the whole time, <laughs> and people will be like, what? No way! And then he could actually deliver like a really good performance, yeah. and everyone will be like, oh, fair play, fair play. Sure. He did it. He pulled it yeah, off. That's all. Yeah, I was actually uh, talking a separate conversation earlier today, talking about his uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's evolution as an actor. Uh, you know, in the beginning, it was just it was looks, and and I think oh, you know classic. things like Hercules in New York, where they just you know they dubbed him over like it wasn't his voice even at all, and uh, you know he may not have, have spoken English yet at that point, but um, yeah, he's yeah evolved through through Terminator and Jingle All the Way and uh, uh, True Lies and other stuff where he's he's really. You know, broken out into uh, you know hmm. parts with 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 character and dialogue and stuff. Yeah. So uh, yeah, hell yeah, he could, he could pull off something Merry serious. Merry Christmas, Arnold. Sure. I, I believe it. <laughs> yeah, I will yeah. say uh, just to you know try to tie you know something into the actual film that we're supposed to be talking about because um, uh, you know the, me and John were last on. We talked about uh, very briefly that um, there's a sort of Lynchian quality. To, well, John was mo- mostly saying like the fact that the, the the kids are played by different people yeah. every film is kind of like a Lynchian thing to do, and uh, the fact you were saying like, oh, actually, mm-hmm. Badalamente is doing the the score yeah. and whatnot. I have to say like them cutting open that turkey, I was full yes. on expecting like an Eraserhead style yes. experience to occur. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly the same. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't have been surprised if its legs started twitching and like, it just started like bleeding all, uh, everywhere. Like it would have been. To be honest, that would have made more sense to me <laughs> then... because then when it actually showed you inside the turkey at first, I was like, "Wait, what's happened to the turkey?" Like I didn't understand until they they had to point out to you, "Oh yeah, they've overcooked it." Like, oh, it's yeah. dry. Yeah. Okay, fine. That's that, that's weirder than the eraser head thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but even then, when they say um, someone says like, "Oh, there, there's the heart." And that's like, because that's a real razor head image as well. You can imagine like a still beating heart of the turkey still going or something. This this film could turn into a full on surrealist nightmare at any given moment. Clark Griswold's been dead for years and this is just his, this is his iteration of like the Black Lodge or something. That brings up a question for me then, for Americans. Well, yeah, there's a very like a... a, There's like a blue velvet quality of how like the veneer on the surface, mm. it looks very wholesome, middle class American holiday thing. But then you look beneath the surface. Yeah. Kind of like the turkey that on the outside, mm. it looked great. But then when you get in, you, you cut open into the this meat and deep. it's the, yeah, <laughs> it's that dark underbelly yeah, beneath given the moment, surface. Randy yeah. Quaid's going to pull out a little gas mask and start <laughs> snorting at the table. <laughs> just, just turn to the mic, don't you <laughs> look at me. Hey, <laughs> Well, I also have now a question, though, about uh, American turkey at Christmas. Um, so we actually see, uh, kind of odd for it's a Sunday evening, it's, it's now dark outside. This is the most dedicated courier ever. <laughs> yeah. You know, to be... Yeah. Although we do question when he says he's only... He says I was supposed to come yesterday... Which would have been Saturday. He was supposed to come on Thursday. 
and he's just trying to cover his butt because he knew that he'd been sitting there. It's it's slipped between the seats. Yeah. So they do arrive. Now, does anyone... Do any of you, if, if you get bonuses, if you have this kind of thing at work, is this how they arrive? No. Is it like a separate courier, Not separate delivery? Days. No. I yeah. work for a kind of medium-sized, privately-owned company. And historically, the last, I think I've been there for three Christmases, the owner has hand-delivered every check and said, thank you for your hard mm-hmm. work to each person individually. And we have maybe 150 employees. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, I've, and, and oh, sorry. I mean, you know, it's a medium-sized business, and we know that not to expect much. But it's a token of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will not be building a pool with my bonus this year. No. You're not buying a pool? No. no. You're not going to fly us out to help dedicate no. it? No. And, of course, all right. But it's yeah. delivered in person. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, That's I work nice. for the state of Massachusetts, so... No bonuses for me, but my position affords me a couple of guaranteed overtimes to expect at the end of every semester. So that's sort of like a bonus check. I just have to do a little bit of work for it. Yeah. I treat it like a bonus check. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The end of every semester. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. Now, I also work at an institute of higher learning in Massachusetts. Um, do you, have you guys ever had like where the calendar lines up where they just decide to close for a while? Oh yeah, those are the best because like we had like a couple of years ago, like they closed yeah, for two weeks. They just say, you know what? Rather than uh, keep the heat on, we're having a power shutdown or a power save or whatever they're calling it, and it's a good opportunity mm-hmm. at the end of the year to just use up all those personal days that you didn't use or maybe cash in on some comp time. I always seem to have extra vacation days, so yeah, the, the last two weeks of the year I'll just take off. And one of those is encouraged. Yeah, that's that's nice. I work, I, I work in manufacturing, and they traditionally do a lot of companies do this. They'll have a year-end shutdown, where they just shut down manufacturing, and they do. They'll have like a skeleton crew that go through and do cleaning and everything once a year, scrubbing. And all that. Did you grow up like watching like Christmas Vacation and, and things like that? Were you like inundated with Christmas movies? Whereas I'm surprised uh, there's not really been. I can only think of one Hanukkah movie, and that's Eight Crazy <laughs> Nights, the t- terrible Adam Sandler one. Yeah, like that's a thing. as if our as if our people haven't suffered yeah, enough, exactly. then we get an Adam Sandler <laughs> movie. Yeah. That would have been uh, much more of an attempt, particularly with like you know the age of your. Your hallmark Christmas movies, where they're just firing them, out, like fifty of them out a year, with like get Alicia Witt down for ten of them, get Dean Kane in for another twenty. <laughs> there you go. That's your hallmark season. <laughs> you think there might have been like, should we do like a Hanukkah, a couple of Hanukkah movies, just to be like inclusive? It seems like the thing to do. Or is it just like, no, nope, Christmas is what sells. So that's that's all we're going with. It's all Christmas all the time, and we're going to have another forty adaptations of A Christmas Carol this year because that story hasn't been done. Anywhere near enough yet. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, the, there's yeah not much in the way of uh, yeah you know Hanukkah movies or television specials. There's no uh, you know it's yeah it's the menorah Charlie Brown. There's there's none of that. <laughs> we didn't get a, a Charlie Brown special. Aww. We don't get we don't get a Lifetime movie with uh, Meredith Baxter mm. Burney. Yeah, we've well, talked about differences between uh. you know over, over here and uh, the U.S. 
those, those big Christmas specials, like the you know uh, the Charlie Brown ones, and even at Halloween and stuff, like the, the the it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, and even like the the Grinch that stole Christmas, like the old. Uh, it's not. Mm-hmm. I keep thinking it's Boris. Is it Boris Karloff who does his voice in it? Or yeah, yeah. I I yeah, had to Karloff. specifically like download that one time just to see what it was because again, it's a thing you hear about over here. You're always told of like yeah, it's a great tradition that you watch the Grinch around Christmas time and the Charlie Brown Christmas specials. Never. Does, that's not a thing here. It's never really. What we get is like the no. the UK equivalent oh. is like the Christmas special of EastEnders. Where it's like a British soap, <laughs> and, and, oh, and the no. Christmas special, like its its sole goal is to end on the most depressing note it possibly can. Every great tragedy <laughs> that's ever happened in British soap always happens on Christmas Day. Like that's just the tradition. It's like, yeah, yeah. Dirty Den's getting a divorce. The the papers have been landed on Christmas Day. Arthur's going to prison. <laughs> Gets sent to prison on Christmas Day. You know, it's this kind of crazy stuff. And my brother, like, he was so traumatized by that. He still every year Christmas, he's like. This is when Arthur had his breakdown and was sent to prison. Poor Arthur, like from EastEnders, <laughs> civil little guy, never did anything to anybody, and he got sent to prison on Christmas. And it's just like, th- this has deeply affected him. Whereas over in America, like you know, your uh, your heart is growing ten times that day, or whatever the uh, the actual line is. <laughs> yeah, we're a yeah yeah Christmas people. in America. Yeah, Christmas. Yeah, Christmas in America is always it's yeah coming home. It's it's the family coming over or you know the long lost twin or something you know it's it's the holiday where you get out of prison <laughs> you don't go to prison um, but we're you know we're a romantic optimistic people yeah. or at least we we used to be but uh it's you know. yeah it's uh, quite nice that i like that because i mean one of yeah. the one of the only big sort of traditional movies that that still sticks around is the snowman which I don't. Do you know that? Do you have the, Frosty? Yeah, no, not oh, Frosty. it might be different. No. I don't know. No, it's not Frosty. No, there's there's a this, different this snowman. There is. Uh, oh. This is a thing. What's his name? Raymond. Not Raymond Burr is the guy who does Ironsides in it. So. Um, <laughs> yeah, Raymond, yeah. Raymond, Raymond Burr, something yeah. or other. Yeah, it's a diff- it's a thing just called the snowman, and it's majoritably silent. And then there's a mm. big musical number like. Jim, you know, John. John can tell you what it's it's all about, really. Oh. But, uh, yeah, it's well, it's Raymond, Raymond Briggs. Briggs that's the one. Yeah, that's it. It's okay. very yeah, never heard of it. depressing. Interesting. Yeah. But again, it's 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 meant to be moving and touching. <laughs> well, it's English. Yeah. It's English exactly, because it's basically the story. I'll I'll make it very brief. It's a, it's just a young boy who builds a snowman, and the snowman comes to life, and he goes on this lovely adventure with the snowman, and he's a magical snowman. He can fly for some reason, um, and he takes the he takes the boy out on a magical adventure, comes home, you know, and the the kid goes to bed, and then he wakes up the next day. And the snowman's melted and he's dead. <laughs> Basically, that's... The, I, <laughs> Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas. Everyone. I think it's yeah. meant to be like... Like touching and moving. They had this lovely fleeting friendship, but, you know, he's got to move on. I, I, I don't know. It's t- miserable. Yeah. And, like, the it's a bit... It's a really famous <laughs> musical number when, when he takes the kid off flying. It's called uh, We're Walking in the Air. And it's a very kind of, like, haunting, mm-hmm. melancholy, mm-hmm. sort of ethereal piece. It's, it's like, I think it's like a small, it's a small Welsh boy singing it, but it's got this really. I'm not doing it justice, but this, yeah, that's pretty accurate. But that's yeah, that's that's the snowman. Maybe we're just discovering now that like, yeah, Irish and English Christmases are just depressing as all hell. But not for me. I make them fun. Yeah. Plus, we do have to be fair, like the the Father Ted Christmas special, which is always a. Always a joy to behold when. Um, oh, that's a classic. 
Do you guys, was, was Father Ted yeah. really a thing in, a, in America? Did you guys really pick up on that? Or? No, I'm, I'm aware of it. It's, uh, you know, I, I know the name. I've never actually, I've never actually oh, seen any oh, of uh, it's, Father it's Ted. Terrific. I but, highly uh, recommend it. Yeah. I'm missing out. Yeah, what's the, the Christmas one? Christmas. When I think it's, Christmas, it's it's definitely Christmas story on repeat on TBS. I think yeah. it's TBS or TNT. Mm-hmm. Twenty four hours yeah, of Christmas yeah, yeah. story, no doubt. And so that's pretty much the rule of Christmas Day is like you we put that on the living room and we like we like we even we watch it once and then we mute it and just like leave it on for a mm-hmm. bit and then just kind of like and you kind of like walk by and maybe like so it, it stays on for pretty much the whole morning at least like you let it's it like run the, at least two or three times. Yeah, I like I like where you're at. Now that's like, um, and and at, though I'm the only one in my family, we don't do that because no one else likes the movie. I'm the only one oh, in the family that likes it. But uh, yeah, my wife isn't into yeah. it. Yeah, what do you? What, oh, my you parents do? love it. They're it's my good parents. parents. Think, <laughs> my, the reason my parents love it the mostly is because my dad grew up in the, like the New Jersey equivalent of that neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, and he yeah. grew up. Yeah, so he grew up in Camden. So it's like a lot of these like old houses. Yeah, it's funny. He, well, ba- back when you could, back when word. you could live in Camden. Now, <laughs> yeah. Now you don't want to live in yeah. Camden, but back then, you know. Like he yeah. was, yeah. He was saying he's like, where his house and like the the area they would play at is actually where Cooper River Hospital is now. Like <laughs> Cooper like bought that whole property. Yeah. Up. So yeah. yeah, he said like it was, and he said he said he knew everything that that family got through, like the bad furnace, you know, car trouble, <laughs> like all the electrical <laughs> sockets. My dad was like, "Yep, that's us. That's." So that's what the reason my parents love that movie is they just love pointing at things and being like, that's how accurate that is. Everything they wore and did. <laughs> nice. I, I like how it's a, if you read his stories, Gene Shepard's mm-hmm. stories, it's actually like a, he's mashed together a lot of his different short stories into this Christmas movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like like the, the Scott Farkas thing was a whole different story. Um, I'm trying to remember what else was a different story. So this was like a collection of just this guy. I didn't know about this. It's a collection of his writings, and then they just made into one movie. Yeah, yeah, and he actually he appears in the movie. <laughs> He's the guy that you know. Hey, kid, the line doesn't start here. It starts back there. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's actually that's actually Gene oh, Shepard. Oh wow, I did not know that. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, we get up. it up next time. There you go. Yeah, you can. So, you can... so it's definitely Christmas story is one thing, and um, I think it's usually around Christmas Eve or and, and whenever my folks and I get together. Because we, how we do Christmas is not how the, the Christmas. Is. Todd and Margot are the true victims. <laughs> they really are in this movie, and that. And that Clark Griswold is just a horrible, horrible sociopath. God. <laughs> just terrible. These uh, poor folks. Just, yeah, worst neighbors ever. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. It might be good for them to move. <laughs> well, I kind of wonder because they're, 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 I don't know if sophisticated is the right word. Maybe urban. Mm. Like it, it seems pretty obvious they've they're recently from the city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they had a downtown loft, and for some crazy reason, some you know somehow it popped into their head, we're gonna move out to the suburbs. And I just imagine 
December 26th, there's the for sale sign on their lawn and they're back to the city. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're, they're back to the apartment in the city. It's kind of like the, um, in my cousin Vinny, where like Vinny's having all this trouble sleeping. He's out in the country and you know, there's the train going by in the middle of the night. And then there's another scene. They like, he, they're out in a cabin and all of a sudden there's, an owl hooting and all these <laughs> sounds in the night and he can't get to sleep. And then finally they show him, you know, he's in jail again on contempt of court and there's a riot going on in the prison around him. And he's just out like a light. And I, I wonder if, uh, you know, if Todd and Margo are going to be like that, they're, you know, cut, cut to, you know, two weeks or a month from now, they're back in the city and there's car alarms going off and there's sirens and there's gunshots <laughs> and just, you know, all the city sounds. And they're just, you know, sleeping contentedly with these huge grins, you know, smiles on their face just to be, you know, away from the suburbs that they're they're so glad to be back in the city. I love it. I think that that's <laughs> just I, I like. Yeah. I just like to imagine a happy ending for that. I do too. Yeah. I mean, it's cool Elaine, you know, and I I want good things for cool Elaine, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I just don't want good things for, uh, for Julia Louis-Dreyfus. I'm a, I'm a fan. Yeah, me too. Me too. Todd, not so much. I'm not, I mean, he's done a bunch of stuff. I'm not as familiar with his work. He's got like a huge list of stuff. Really? He's got 189 credits. Oh my god! In uh, in IMDb. Um, so yeah, he's done something apparently. Yeah, I mean, gosh, he's been around. I didn't uh, recognize him. You know, you know, there's some of those character actors that you've just seen come up again and again. You know, you're like, oh, it's that yeah. guy. You know, I mean, I guess I don't know if this is a great example. Michael Emerson. Uh, Heidi has gotten me hooked on Person of Interest. Because she's all yeah. about person of interest, which <laughs> I have to say is pretty much like my husband was like, oh, my God, it's like Highway to Heaven. And I was like, oh, my God, it is. It's crazy. <laughs> so it's completely warped my mind. And so Michael Emerson is in that and he was in Lost. And so I kind of feel like Michael Emerson is that yeah. type of character actor that you just, you know, you may not know his name, but you've just seen him come up again and again in different ways. And you're like, oh, it's that guy. That guy's doing that again. Yeah. You know? I just didn't get that sense with Todd. I didn't, I couldn't place him in, in other stuff. Yeah. I'm just looking through his list and it's, and then like, there's, there's nothing like, usually there's those type of guys where like, there'll be something where you figure out where you know him from. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of it's a lot of voice work. Uh, oh. vi- you know, there's actually a lot of video games. And then he did stuff in, like, he he, he was in Diablo 3, oh. which is a video nope. game. But um, uh, stuff like Batman, uh, the, the you know, the animated stuff on TV. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and stuff like that. Uh, although, oh, on Sons of Anarchy... He was the voice of John Teller. <gasps> Shut up! No way! Wait, really? really? Yeah. Oh my god, that's crazy! That's great trivia. I love Sons of, Sons of Anarchy. Did you ever check that out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I checked out the whole series. Oh my gosh, so good. Huh. Wow. 
Yeah, so that's the voice of John That Tyler. is solid oh. trivia right there. Wow. Good stuff. There you go. That's, that's uh, you got the makings of a podcast. Uh-huh, right absolutely. Yeah, you got to keep that. That's going to blow people's minds. Keep that yep, that's a, <laughs> bring it up some point. Yeah, that's, yeah. that definitely bears repeating <laughs> publicly. So, yeah. God, that's totally, cool. that's going to ruin me. I will never think of him the same way again. <laughs> <laughs> but in a really good way. So, that's cool. Yeah. Well, it seems we're running a little bit low on eggnog. Do you mind running out to the store? Don't worry, I'm sure the party will still be in full swing when you return for the next installment of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation Days. Mm-hmm.